barber here i have qualms about it's she's a hairstylist she's a hairdresser i have qualms sure. saying that i have a hairdresser that's a <laughs> yes, my problem that's right, a right, my right, problem right. welcome back everybody to the most awesome and brand dana sports podcast coming at you as we always do and we have a Dynamite episode 258 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend. Shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I am Brandana. And with me, as always, this one shining podcaster, most awesome. One shining podcaster Podcaster dreams coming true. Coming true. I don't even know how the the song goes. Yeah, I don't know either. I've heard it a million times. I famously don't know any lyrics to any songs unless it's... You do. 90s rap then i'm i'm usually i'm usually dialed in i'm usually dialed into that yes 90s rap you'll have uh you do have lockdown you do famously lean into the not knowing the lyrics so was that one shining moment was that a big song before it got the right spot for like the ncw basketball tournament or was it just kind of like just lying there nobody knew what to do with it and then it just was like okay now now you're kind of blown up fantastic question i think it's luther vandross that sings that Mm. Because you could drop me, you could drop me in the middle of that song, and unless it's like I, you know what? To be honest, I is one shining moment lyrics in the song, or is that just like the name of the song? Yes. Okay, just yes. say that. Okay, good. I think he, I think he was commissioned to do that because the song does start off. The ball is tipped, right? Doesn't is <laughs> that the really? first lyric? I don't know. Oh, I well, think it I is. Mean, if it Here's is, the then yes, he was probably commissioned. Or what a what a fucking coincidence! What a wild, what a shooting your shot! <laughs> what a, it's like what a perfect find of a jam. Here's the thing, and now Luther could maybe couldn't be commissioned by the NCAA, and was like, you know what? There's a void in the tournament. Much like I'm gonna write a Christmas song, like Mariah Carey's, yeah. like I'm gonna get in there and create the ultimate Christmas bop. I got. I'm marketing. I'm cornering the market on the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it's like you're leveraging a little bit. Like instead of pitching them a song and trying to get them to commission, you just write this song and it's just like, yeah. oh yeah, how sweet is that jam? I know you want it. Why don't you talk to my lawyers? Let's figure out exactly, exactly how much how much this banger is going to cost. Yeah, well, absolutely. Should we write a song? What's 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 the song missing? Does the XL does the XFL not have a championship song that we could jam on? Maybe. What about this? Like. Buy advertisement dollars with most awesome and brandana sports podcast. Exactly. But that song was just out there. Make it rain on our podcast. <laughs> now our song is just like a wish list of things we could get going. Which I think, what's, what's going on, buddy? How's, how's your how's your week going? We still got the messed up time zone, so you're still balling up, doing a little AM. This is, I think this is officially the earliest we podcasted, if you're not counting the other end of the clock. Yeah, yeah. Says, if, like, you do, if you don't go like, hey, post midnight bomb, sure. hammered. Yeah. We, we haven't had a boondoggle pod like that in, in a good some old. Time. You know what it is? Yeah, a good old MAB after dark. You know when we really cook with gas with those, where and the potties they get to hear it. I mean, they thought they heard it, me showing up, and they get a good midnight. They didn't even know what was going on on the unrecorded version. It's because we're not in the same time zone. We do a lot of damage yeah. when in the same time zone, but it's hard to get that sweet spot when, because it'll be like a little earlier for me and then maybe you got to put the kids to bed or it's a little later for you, but it's a school night. So it's kind of hard to find yeah. that, that sweet spot. Yeah. We'll find it. We'll we'll find a rhythm after five years. We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> just 
stick with us, guys. Give us at least one more chance. And that chance comes with episode 258, which is jam-packed. We got ripped from the headlines, guys. We're doing NCAA Sweet 16. Going to take a peek at that. A lot of things went down. Uh, Going to do Mavstradamus. Going to take a look at who we like in the NFC to win the championship. That's right. We're going to take a look at those quarterbacks. A lot of shake-em-ups going down. We're going to hit that inbox. Going to do the Neapolitan showdown. This one came from... Andrea here at the Bears program going to do top three things still on our bucket list. This is fun. I think this is still, this is under that, like that self-improvement, like self-coach vertical that we like to splash into every once in a while. So let's take a little peek at that. And then guys, we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. Talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines read: If you wanna be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, we're from the headlines, buddy. NCAA Sweet 16. Why are we talking about that this week, brother? We had a very exciting first two rounds last week. Lots of some upsets, some tight games. Uh the NCAA tournament is here. This is what the this is the backbone of our podcast. This is where we kind of really got into form here a scant four years ago. So I'm oh excited. yeah, we're ca- yeah we're looking right at the four year anniversary, right? We're right around that area somewhere. Happy yeah. If we do fifty two times one hundred four times two again, it's two hundred eight yeah. plus another fifty two would be two hundred eight two fifty eight. 260 two away from four years brother yeah no five years right good for us five five years oh yeah five five holy shit yeah that's wild i know right right. all right look at us we'll celebrate celebrating yeah five year anniversary i can remember that (laughs) i can remember that uh yeah so do you feel caught to speed with the college basketball landscape? I know we talked about this, not really able to check in, especially, you know, you're a busy man. Um, you know, the product, not as good with the one and done, not as good. It's just not as exciting regular season. Do you feel yeah. like this kind of this, this weekend, just all this four days of basketball gets you up to speed and you know enough about the teams to really enjoy this March madness. I think so. Right. I mean, enough, uh, enough of the storylines kind of come to come to light. You see all of it. And it's like, um, you know, it's like you're 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 cramming for an exam, right? Yeah. And the exam is coming in April for the final four, and you're really kind of settling in, and and you're letting stuff unfold in front of you. There there was definitely some things that were unexpected. Obviously, Purdue losing to Fairleigh Dickinson was probably on no one's radar, right? Now, yeah, a couple of big upsides. Yeah, just look at that too. Like I like you said, cramming because there's some just like cramming, like you roll the dice on not needing to know a couple things. And instead of wasting two months on a team, like say Virginia, it's just like, right. Oh, I don't need to know shit about 2023 Virginia. Perfect. I can right. just go on live my life. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is you get like conference championship week is always the first little like, Oh, okay. I'm opening the syllabus. I'm figuring out what's on, on the docket yeah. here, what I missed. And then, and then this tournament is just cramming to like, all right, you know, and from a betting perspective, what a more dangerous time to sit there and just like throw out some bets that I don't know jack shit about. Oh, I know. So I was in London and it was, uh, I had to keep the streak alive because I was like, Oh, like this is an opportunity to bet in another currency. So that's my new yeah. thing. I decided my new thing, like seeing all the NFL stadiums, I was like, how many, I was just like, I can get my fifth currency on the table nice. if I get a bet down here. So, and betting there, um, it's, it's wild. Most awesome. Everyone's obsessed with it. 
like our really? Uber drivers. Yeah, our Uber drivers, they're called builders. Parlays are called builders over there in London, but it's legal. Ooh. And it's like they're on every street corner. It has the same hours as like a grocery store. And you just pop in and you get yourself your little ticket. Like every dude you would start a conversation with, sports barely had to come up. Like it could be a waiter being like, how do you like your eggs? And who do you like tonight in the Orlando Magic game? Like it was just <laughs> like, it was, I mean, it is like folded into their culture. Like uh, they're all nice. about it. But yes, I got that bet in. But yeah, not knowing, uh, I went with, I actually had a little, I think I posted on a thread, but a KU in the round of 32 and Missouri parlay. And Ooh. both of those were outright losers, had both of them to yeah. cover. Uh, but we'll we'll get into some of the upsets going on. Um, but let's look at some of the stuff that just held chalk. Alabama and Houston are one seeds kind of at the top mm-hmm. of the bracket and the only two ones to advance, no really surprise there. Uh, they, they, they both look pretty good, right? Not even pretty close yet. Yeah, Alabama just uh, – Alabama surprised me because I was saying of – we talked about week number ones. Um, I, we kind of give a little, you know, question mark on all of them. But they've played surprisingly well considering all the, the youth and the drama outside of uh, this. They've, they've dusted everyone they played. Houston um, – Looked a little tight in, in the opening round against their 16 seed, but then uh, came back and Marcus Sasser played really well against Auburn. Uh, questions about his groin injury. He came back, played very well. They handled Auburn. So they're looking like they're, you know, with another week and, you know, four days and some rest, uh, they're looking they're looking pretty solid as well, too. I right, jump it down to um, let's look at a couple of one seeds we lost. Obviously, we're going to get around to it, so no need to tap dance. Uh, I think one of our bigger upsets too was the Arizona upset. Did you have Arizona going a little a little distance? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's interesting because they, I had them in a parlay in conference championship week to win uh, and beat UCLA, which they did. But what wasn't handily? They looked like a very soft team, and they lost to uh, a Princeton right that. I mean, Ivy League teams are so hard to to evaluate. Yeah. Like it's just they're they're just kind of like a stay away because they just they live in their own little sphere. They don't really play a ton of like solid non-conference matchups. You're just like, I'm not really sure. Um, so that was that was shocking, but it but maybe not the most surprising, just the way that you you watch them. They didn't feel Arizona didn't feel like a particularly like tough or like gritty team, right? That was gonna overcome adversity. Same thing with Purdue. And losing, if we're going to go down that way, is is like they just Purdue like coaching is a big problem in, for Purdue. Matt Painter, not a very good coach, um, but also like I I don't know like they don't have like they don't have like a dog in them. Like I don't like no one's taking the reins and going like all right, fuck it, you guys. Like we're not losing this game. And both Arizona, Purdue don't have those guys to like take over. You look at a yes. Bama. Uh, you look at uh, uh, Houston, they got those guys. Those guys are going to like dominate. Yeah, I was um, saw a little bit. I was just reading about that Purdue game. Uh, you know, we'll see a ton of it, but it says something like their big guy out of the last 12 possessions only touched the ball once, and that's just not yeah. going to get it done. Yeah, going that's against the a 7-4 center, player of the year candidate, going against the smallest team in the NCAA. And we don't let him get some touches around the rim. I mean, that's that to me, that's coaching, but also that's like the big guy not sitting there and go, give me the fucking ball. Like, give it to me. I'm going to score. And they look like they just had a hard time getting him the ball in general, which 
again, is a function of coaching, right? Yeah. So taking care of this South region right here, who do you like coming out of it? We got Alabama versus San Diego state and then Creighton versus Princeton. Uh, this Creighton team, you know, started out really high. I think uh, their record did a little damage to them, but kind of seems to be fired a little bit. Well, let me ask this real fast before we kind of break down this. Uh, I forgot about this question. Is there any just kind of egregious misrankings that you notice? Like, is there just like, you know, a nine C that's just kind of like chapping your ass? He's just like, this is a little unfair. Yeah. Well, Creighton is that team, right? Creighton's the yeah. six seed. That when we talked about a couple of weeks ago, or actually last or a couple of weeks ago about the the teams that are in that you know peak efficiency and defense and offense, they were ones that are just hovering the periphery on the offense that were a really good team, but like you said, dropped some games in the middle of the season. So yeah. the record isn't really reflective of how they're playing now. They're kind of rounding out true to form in um in in this uh in this tournament so that is definitely like a hey if we were to re-rank this you know we would probably put creighton um maybe a, a three seed but probably more like a four seed coming out of what they're doing either way i think like they they get a good draw and you know you only got to go against the, the the teams that are lined up in front of you so they get a good princeton squad like i just think a 15 seed Princeton. It's a great run, but you know, these guys all have internships on wall street somewhere. So they're, they're looking forward to the, the real future. <laughs> Creighton's playing for today. Creighton moves on. They advance. Um, and then I think, I think Alabama, this will be an interesting game. I don't think this will be a fun game to watch Alabama and San Diego state real contrast of styles. So San Diego state, very slow. They're kind of plotting team. Um, Alabama, like they tempo, they love to get up and go. They they have like I think they lead the league in shots under twelve seconds on the shot clock, so they like to get up and hustle. I think if and Bama's rolling, so I think if if San Diego State can't get control of the the pace of the game, this is just going to be a, a track meet. They're not built for that. I like San, or Alabama coming out of it. I uh, coming about the entire South, Alabama. Yeah, Creighton. and then I think I think I think the Creighton. Bama game will be interesting. Um, but I just don't know. Like they've just been Bama's been playing really, really well. So if Nate Oates can kind of keep them dialed in, I think I don't think Creighton's gonna, you know, Creighton's a good defensive team, but I just don't think like and here's the thing. Alabama's been even as they play, you think like a helter skelter team, like getting up playing very fast, you think they're they're gonna be a little sloppy on the defensive. They they're not. They've been dialed in on defense. So they've been shutting people up by twenty plus points in this in this tournament. Uh, I like Bama coming out of, out of the South there. Yeah, because we talked a little bit about it being an inconsistent year, but sometimes, you know, let's remember old school, like number one overall seed is the number one overall seed, no matter how many people are fit on that tier or what. And all we're seeing is Alabama win in both games by 20 plus points. Uh, yeah. They're playing as the number one overall seed. So you got to have them favorite to get out of the South. Jumping down to the East right now, uh, Florida Atlantic against Tennessee. This Tennessee team, uh, again, another one of these teams that kind of fell off and had to claw their way back up, um, handled a Duke team that uh, nobody was really excited about kind of by name only and it will take care of them and then facing Florida Atlantic and then right below them. The three C's still alive. Uh, one of the two big 12 reps, still there in Kansas state big 12 doing what the big 12 does puts a lot of teams yeah. in the tournament. And after that first weekend, not a lot left. Uh, and then going against you can say that about the big 10 too. So all the big, yeah. all the big conferences. Yeah. Uh, K state and Michigan state. So let's look at this K state, Michigan state first. Um, 
Michigan State, not a Michigan State team of old, but always has tournament success. Is that the story again this year? Is K State going to take care of them physically? Um, yeah, I don't. This team is both of these again talking about dogs, right? Like, uh, Marquise Noel for Kansas State was like huge in that game for for K State. Um, really took control. Keontae Johnson hit a big three at the end. I watched that game towards the the second half there. This is a really tough team. So it's going to be interesting to go up against like a, a team in Michigan State. And I might have a little bias, a little betting bias on this Michigan State team as I watch them drop to uh, a Ohio team. I thought that they were going to be out. I had them in all my brackets, like losing that that 7-10 matchup. The um, USC game? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, they came out and they were really solid against Marquette. They took their, I think the kid from Marquette, their leading scorer is Conkle or something like that, took him totally out of the game. Tyson Walker, uh, their guard, and A.J. Hogard, their other guard um, for Michigan State have been playing very, very well. Um, it's going to be interesting. You've got two New York guards playing in Madison Square Garden and Tyson Walker and Marquise Noel each for the respective teams. I think that that's going to be an enjoyable game. I think we're going to see Kansas State, ultimately. They've just been playing better. Um, and I don't think that they're going to get caught into the turnover game. Michigan State needs to turn you over to create some possessions. Because um, I don't think they're a particularly great shooting team. Uh, the Hauser the Hauser kid is their only really outside threat. And they've got some guys that can kind of, you know, Malik Hall can kind of chip in some stuff. But um i i think you know not to go too chalk in this but i do like i like kansas state by an edge they played in like a tougher conference they're playing solid they had a good game uh to to win out to to advance so so give me that uh give me that kansas state i will give a kansas state right there and then fau uh you know took care of a memphis team squeaked that one out by one and then had to go up against Bradley dickinson you know our big Purdue upset uh, going against Tennessee. You like Tennessee to advance there? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, there's going to be an upset. I'm just not sure where it's going to okay. be. I, I watched this FAU team both times. Cause I, I actually had them in one of our matrix drafts. I, I have them as, as my uh, one of my matrix teams, 31 and three best season of all time in FAU history. Um, they're just playing against a really tough. This is going to be an interesting game because both teams are very, very small. I think the Vols have six, uh, four starters, six, six, and under. So this is the small team. the The defense is going to be where, like, I think that they're going to be a physical, aggressive defensive team. Tennessee is. That's what they did to Duke. That's why they got the W. I was not expecting this Tennessee team to go that far. I think this is going to be a yeah. very like. This, this game might be like a 55-53, like a very tight game. And if I'm if I'm looking at it, you know, Janelle Davis is really, for FAU, their only real dominant scorer. Um, Tennessee's got a couple other guys that can, that can put it in there. So, yeah, give me Tennessee by a squeaker, though. I think it's going to be a tight game. Tennessee to take care of FAU and then to take care of K-State? Yeah. Oh no, I like K State coming out of K State. Yeah. K State coming out of the East. Uh, our yep. three seed. All right, jumping over to the West right now. Uh KU gets knocked off by Arkansas. You shocked? A little bit. I mean, not not entirely. I mean, Arkansas again is like you could sit there and say the same thing for uh, a Creighton team. This is a team that came in with a lot of expectations. They had three 
potential, like, I don't want to say lottery picks, but definitely first round NBA freshman on this Arkansas team. Eric Musselman is a good coach, been around there. You know, they faltered a little bit. Nick Smith got injured. He's kind of coming back. He didn't play great in that, um, in that Kansas game, but he came back and, and played and has been playing well up until that. So it'll be interesting to see, but, um, so you've got, you've got Arkansas going against. Oh yeah. Your Huskies, bro. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm very excited about this, uh, this Huskies team. And, uh, this is going to be an interesting matchup, but I think like they've got strong enough guard play. The Huskies do, uh, Adama Sanango. I don't think that Arkansas really has like a physical, like counter to that they're just going to beat them up in the paint so i like i like uh the huskies to advance and then who, who are they going up against the winner of gonzaga and ucla ucla so this is one yeah this one i'm i'm, I'm I, david singleton with that ankle injury that's a big question mark obviously they you know UCLA lost um uh jalen clark early on man this Mick, what a great like coaching job by Mick Cronin. Like UCLA should be very excited if they can get some real, like if they can start to reload with the right, you know, uh, recruits in there, this is going to be a continually like tough team. Uh, next year will be very interesting. I think Gonzaga is going to slip past them. I think Drew Timmy, the the guy that's been there for 15 Eight years, year freshman, yep, yeah, yep, exactly. Yep. Uh, I think they're going to, I think they're going to advance, but then I think UConn's going to, the physicality versus physicality. I think UConn's going to move out of that. I think UConn coming out of the West, before we see the lowest one, and jumping up what's left right now. We got um, Houston advancing, uh, another one of our one seeds, taking care of yeah. business as they're supposed to do, going up against five seed Miami. This is going to be a fun game. This might be the best game, I think, competitive game out there. Miami has been playing uh, pretty well. Houston kind of rounding into form. Um I like Houston coming out of this game, but I think it's going to be exciting and competitive. And then you're looking at the next one is Xavier, Texas, Tejas. Um, again, this could be another very competitive game. Uh, you know, both had some, you know, a little upheaval in the middle of the season, uh, but I like Texas to move forward. I think uh, the, Terry, the coach there has got him going. I think we're going to see two big 10 or big 12 teams in the final four. Give me Texas mm. getting past Houston and the battle for the state of Texas. Let's give something God the Longhorns to Texas. fucking cheer about. God <laughs> bless Texas. Uh, all right, our final four right here. You hear most awesome. I'm going to lock up with him because he's the yep. man that knows it all. We're going to go Bama, K-State, Yukon Huskies, Texas. That's, That's right. your final four. Um, play more to watch, guys. Check it out. All right, let's jump into Mapstradamus. I see the future. I'm touching my brain. Um, all right, bro. Let's hear these. Let me tell you these starting Good quarterbacks. Was, what a what a thanks, what bro. A Miss Cleo. Thanks, bro. Got it. Got it. Got it. Nailed um, it. In case you guys aren't keeping track at home. These are your starting quarterbacks right now. Uh, there's a couple of Mike competitions, so I'll, I'll list out both names just to kind of remind you that there's someone nipping on the heels. So I'm not going to try to be more dramatic than this is, but starting quarterbacks in the NFC for 2023, Atlanta Falcons, Desmond Ritter, 
Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, Carolina Panthers, Andy Dalton, Chicago Bears, Justin Fields, Dallas Cowboy, Dak Prescott, Detroit Lions, Jared Goff, Green Bay Packers, Jordan Love, uh, Los Angeles Ram, Matt Stafford, Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins, New Orleans Saints got Derek Carr, the Giants, Daniel Jones, Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts, 49ers between Brock Purdy and Trey Lance, Seattle Seahawks, Geno Smith, the Bucks, Kyler Trask, and Baker Mayfield, maybe a competition there. Washington Commanders, Sam Howell, Jacoby Brissett there. Hmm. Bro, is this the worst quarterback lineup we've seen in a conference in our lifetimes? This yeah, is this I mean, is nuts. Yeah. Turnover, turnover in this bracket is or this conference at quarterback, which uh once a dominant quarterback division now uh looking a little slim pickings, right? You know, I mean, it does feel yes, like a lot. it does feel like the team, like with a Jalen Hurts, is just going to be the the best team in this in this in this conference, rather. Yeah, I guess. I mean, what do you think? That, I mean, you're just saying that because of the uh, the experience. Just yeah, because I, oh, for sure, his, his total experience and play, right? I mean, who's who's better than? you know, than Jalen Hurts quarterback wise. I mean, you're going to make the argument for Dak based on pay. I don't, I don't think that that's true. You're going to, you know, Jared Goff yeah. has played very well for Detroit, but I mean, who else is it going to be quarterbacks? Winning. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, yeah, I want to break down our top three in order. So just be chewing on real fast, but I want to talk um, before that. How did we get here? Let's look what happened. I guess we got Aaron Rodgers pack. I'm, I'm kind I'm a little surprised. I guess Derek Carr is, is that the only one? I'm surprised we don't have a few more quarterbacks in the AFC wanting to get over to the NFC. Just somebody. Yeah. And I mean, I guess you'd have to look specifically for like a team, but it seems like if you're on the trading block at all, like that's why the move from Aaron Rodgers is surprising to me. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't really know what his option, other's options were, or what he had in mind, but it seems like, you know, you couldn't go to the Chargers. I guess maybe the Rams time is just a couple years off. You know, it feels like they would be up to move off Matt Stafford at the kind of time. But for him to jump into the, like, I know we talk about him a lot, and there's an inbox that will hit a little bit, but it just, it seems like if you're priority to win a championship, I don't remember a window being much more wide open than, say, like, just going and being like, I don't care what you're going to fucking do. Like, get me into that NFC South. Right. Yeah, yeah, in a brady-esque move right get me to uh a team yeah. like the falcons right where i can i can put something together carolina i don't think you know is, is a is a great fit for for him but yeah i i just i i, I see it too is like why why would i go to the afc where literally like there's eight at least eight quarterbacks if not more that i'm going to be competing with competing with for those playoff spots and in the NFC, I feel like I there's a the NFC South is we're going to get a under 500 team, an eight and nine team winning that division and leading, you know, and, and having a four seed in the fucking yeah. NF, NFC playoffs. So it's Hosting like, a playoff why, game. Yep. yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like, why not go that route, sneak into, you know, home field advantage for at least one game in the playoffs? You're playing in. You know, like I keep going back to Atlanta, like Atlanta is just like, I feel like the pieces are right there. There's enough going on for Atlanta that they're a quarterback makes like Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson quarterback is like a two or three game shift in that 
in that uh, locker room, and we're looking at a you know a ten and seven, you know Atlanta Falcons, you know with enough fucking arsenal to maybe make a run at an NFC Championship game. Yeah, it almost seems like Hubers, right? Because I, I know it's not like so. Let me be specific. Like we saw Russell Wilson go NFC to AFC, like go to what yeah. was then the strongest division in football, at least on paper before the season starts. You know, we saw. Uh, Garoppolo just did it and whatever like even if you love Garoppolo or not like he definitely stepped into you know going from being the first team in his division to now like definitely the last team in his division I mean assuming Russell Wilson steps back up is even like mediocre I still would put you know the Raiders like in that fourth spot looking up and then with Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets which is you know I'll make I bet the odds are between the Jets and the Dolphins like probably a coin flip for the number two spot in that division, I'm guessing to win the division, I'm I bet they're both around plus 180. I guess I mean definitely behind those bills. Uh, yeah. So it's we did this with Russell Wilson, and now I'll challenge you. Like, where do you set the over under for career playoff wins moving forward for Aaron Rodgers? Playoff so wins. one. Yes, yeah. I mean, it's got to be one, 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 one and a half. That's that's the thing because it's yeah. like this is because we don't have. I mean, if if he thinks he's playing three years, that's it's crazy. Um, you know, at a high level at least, and the window for the Jets might be in that three years, right? With the young talent that they have before, it's got to start shelling out big contracts for all their young players that they've got. But one and a half. That's that's where it's got to be at. Um, okay, so I got a little something. Master Thomas, we're going to rank him. I got a little, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to be shock jock here. I don't have Jalen Hurts in my top three. I picture a fall off. For the for NFC? The, for the NFC, yeah. Oh, I, wow. I'm picturing I'm picturing a little bit, a little bit of a, a, a Super Bowl hangover, if you will. I'm going to, I'm going to prescribe that to the Eagles. I think they put together a great regular season, really kick the feathers off some people. And I just, I don't know. Uh, Here's my top three, and then we'll listen to yours. Um, I got the Saints in my top spot. Maybe I just like Derek Carr. Maybe I'm just like into it a little bit. Like I just, yeah, I like you the love idea you some of Derek this. Carr, don't you? I you do. Really I do, think man. so. Yeah, I just, I some, he's the kind of guy you know. And this is all storyline. I know you're going to go with stats and be more correct than I am. I'm going to go storylines, but sometimes like these right guys that get in the right environment with something to prove. Uh, can be like a real good situation. And it seems to me like Derek Carr didn't get along with his coach as a real opportunity to take control of this team, a fresh start for him. And I really think he's going to respond well to it. Cause I think it's always been kind of a shit show for Derek Carr. And I think he's going to respond well to being chosen. Like, you know, he first came in with Gruden and the real rumors were, you know, was Gruden going to trade out to get like, you know, to trade up in the draft to get, uh, you know, to draft a quarterback to go after. And that was kind of hanging over Carr's head. And there's rumors that they wanted to get Carr out of there, but couldn't find the right deal. And then, you know, the Josh McDaniels thing about just not responding well to kind of being called out in front of everybody. Derek Carr at the Pro Bowl, you know, was able to laugh at himself kind of about just, or at least have a little chip on his shoulder, but like in a little bit in like a fun way. So it's just like, I like this. I want to see what happens there. Like, um, Rumors is that Michael Thomas is excited and nothing really makes Michael Thomas excited about football, including <laughs> playing football. So it'll be, right. you know, I just, maybe this is just the right setup and situation to see what can go down here. It'll be interesting. Um, I don't know, that's my one. There, 
No, no, I like that. There's a little interesting crossover because Dennis Allen, the head coach now at the Saints, was there um, while um, was there while um, shit. Sorry, fucking Siri. Uh, There's something. There's something that I must be saying that Siri on my devices just keeps like popping up all the time. I don't know. Responding to. Yeah. I must have like a weird S lisp or something as I make it pronounced right there as I say it. But uh, yeah, but yeah, Derek Carr uh, played four games with Dennis Allen before he got shift canned his rookie year. So that is an interesting, like, does he believe in what Dennis Allen can do offensively? You know, we know defensively they're going to be there. It's going to be a solid defensive team. So it's like, maybe he sits there and thinks that the, like the amount of lifting he has to do, is going to be pretty low. Derek Carr. So he's like, all right, I, this is a, a good offense. They got Olave. Michael Thomas, like you said, is excited. Um, we have Kamara. Offensive line is a little still still pretty good. I can I can dump Shaq down, throw to Olave, throw to Michael Thomas if he shows up. I'm you're selling me on this as I'm talking through it. Defense is there. Like I'm I'm getting I'm getting interested. Yeah, remember it's also like don't and yeah, don't forget it's the NFC South, right? I mean, it's kind of the same thing we talked about the AFC South, where it's just like there's the blueprint and the favorite to get, you know, the two seed. If you get to play these other teams, you know, combined total yeah. of six times. You know, uh, ninth in points given up, right, in the league. The Saints were last year looking at seven and ten. Yeah, I mean, this could make for a very good. And also, like you said, a little chip on your shoulder, you know, a little fuck you to, hey, oh, or Las Vegas, you let me go. Kind of, uh, you know, not a great, you know, fit. Plus, you wouldn't really like work with the trade. You could have gotten something for me, but you didn't. So I made you release me. And then, um, you know, now I'm just going to go to the team that I want to go to. Yeah. I'm excited to see this real fast. Uh, if Lamar Jackson was traded to the NFC right now is whatever team he lands on the favorite to win the conference. I mean, I think so. Right. Yeah. You're, you're pretty close to that for sure. Yeah. I would say, I'd say they, they're, they, you're at least looking at a top three seed, right? If he moves, whatever yeah. team he moves, especially if it's to the right team. Um, yeah. But I mean, that's the thing is, is now you're selling me on the South a little bit. If he goes there to Atlanta, I, I keep just saying it. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just trying to speak it into existence. But I mean, so it's a Mike, it's that, a that, Michael Vick thing, right? Yes. A the Atlanta bit. fit. Yes. A little bit. Yeah. It just for sure. Seems like seems like the seems like their brand of football for sure. Yeah. Um. To me. So you had Carr number one and the Saints number one. Interesting. I had yeah. Carr and the Saints at three. That's, okay, That's cool. Right. Uh, your one is Jalen Hurts, I imagine. My 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 one is Jalen Hurts. Yeah, yeah. Just fixing them running back. That's uh, the resume speaks for itself from last year. So that makes sense. My two spot. You want to? Yeah, but, buddy. Your two. Go for it, baby. You give your two. Uh, I have the Dallas Cowboys, which means. I, <laughs> but are you frozen? Not feeling the no, Cowboys. I'm not frozen. I'm not frozen. Okay. I just got, I got sad face for a second. <laughs> Um, yeah, I still like the same, like they're never able, quite able to put it together. Um, it seems like they got rid of, you know, Zeke, they might be getting a little, I still, I still can't move on from this team. I like him. Uh, I like, you know, Dak and this still seems like, I think the giants outperformed a little, little bit last year. And if I'm predicting like the giant or, and I pick predicting the Eagles to have a little bit of a hangover then everything's looking and I'm not really fearing the commanders at all that I got to pick 
you know, the second strongest team, I think, in the conference right now, that'd be the Cowboys. So we're picking, are we picking quarterbacks? Are we picking teams? Quarterbacks. Yeah, we're picking quarterbacks. We're picking quarterbacks. Okay, yeah. So I'm then, saying, then, like, then, yes, then I like give me fucking Jared Goff. Give me the Detroit Lions okay. at two. All Jared right, Goff's right, playing right. really well. I, you know what? <laughs> yes. I might be speaking more into existence, my friend. I love I what they're, I love the way that Jared Goff played. Um, come on, baby. Give me something, B. Yeah, you're right. Like, I do. Yeah, I like the way Goff is playing. I just, I feel like, he's not going to show me anything new. And if this is as magic as he can be, then I don't really know if that's enough to get over the hump, but again, we're talking the NFC. So it is wide open. I just don't picture us all of a sudden, like briefly talking about like my type of, well, I guess I'm not talking about car being, you know, that MVP. I at least want to be able to talk about this team, one in their division. And I still in my three spot, as fucked up as it is, I do have the Vikings and Kirk cousins. Cause Kirk cousins, it looked like in the beginning of the season, he was, he was taking that next step up to that little plateau where maybe you could trust him to win three games in a row, had that gigantic bonehead move, but I'm just hoping that, you know, running it back another year with the head coach, Justin, Justin Jefferson, really special, a running game that you can trust. I know they right. cut a bunch of shit, which I'm, which I'm kind of afraid about. It seemed like both the offense and defensive side of the football has gotten weaker. So I guess I'm just hoping for a strong draft and some people there or Lamar Jackson. Which right. I don't think would Let's be insane. I don't think it'd be insane. Yeah, it would wouldn't be insane. No, I I I like it. I do have Carr at three, and I just wrote down my list real quick. Uh, Dak four, Kirk five, yeah, and Kyler Gino. Is that is that where? Or do we do we put Vanilla Vic and Daniel Jones in there? Ooh, um, that's a great question. About uh, yes, yeah, so real fast, my um. My four is Hurts, and then my five is Goff. Uh, yeah, like Tyler Murray, I think out of spite for his fucking attitude, like I'm just not going to yeah. put him on a list until he forces me to. That's tough. Because he's right? just like, he's not fun to root for. He seems to be getting progressively worse. He's running less, which was one of his weapons, and he still can't stay healthy. And since that fast start two years ago, and that implosion in the playoffs, like there's been nothing with this coach. And usually I think what I find with like people acting like petulant children is when these players get their way and totally blow up, like the, it feels like, you know, um, not getting along with DeAndre Hopkins forcing the head coach out. When these guys start to get their way and take over the locker room, there's just a lot of resentment and whatever head coach is walking into the situation is walking into a fucking disaster and like Kyler Murray is not going to give him an inch or buy into anything like that head coach is going to have to buy into Kyler Murray and it's going to I think Arizona is going to be a shit show again for nothing else just because they're not all going to be able to get on the same page and have like a kumbaya locker room yeah it's funny that you brought that up too because I I I agree with everything that you're saying and I was like shit who is the Arizona head coach now that Kranz Crapple Hopper is going up? I've been for five years. I've had nothing but fun at that at the expense of, of I know a of blast. Man. Exactly. But now it's, so now it's Jonathan Gannon who did not have a great, he's a defensive coordinator from Philadelphia. Didn't have a real great, had a, almost like a Nick Sirianni level kind of uh not great press conference. And, a weird like interaction with players kind of kind of a dork look like a dork let's just say it you know we're we're not afraid of calling somebody a dork on this podcast that's what he was calls like sees it yep exactly so 
he's a dork. So I think like I think you're right. Like now, the 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 franchise, the Cardinals have like totally just all right, Kyler. We gave you all this money. You kind of are running the show, and now you're in a situation where you've got a spoiled brat who loves to do whatever he wants, and it's gonna flex that. Like you're right. I don't think we've seen the like the rock bottom of this Kyler Murray conversation just quite yet. Yeah. Yeah. So you're on. So you sold me. So you sold me. So um I may have to put Daniel Jones, who seems more of like a consummate professional, plus with Dayball and a little bit of a quarterback uh sensei. Yeah, maybe we put him up there. Or maybe do we put Gino up there? Like maybe we love the heart. Or do we think like this is the classic one great season, fall from grace grace after the, you know, the this isn't a Kurt Warner story. This is a traditional, most improved, you kind of fall back to earth a little bit. Yeah, I think we've seen this happen before. Uh, I'm trying to think specific quarterbacks where, you know, maybe it's a little bit of a Matt Castle or something. Like there's just they string right. together enough games where you're just like, holy shit, like this guy's like you you've accidentally put them on another tier because you kind of have to, and like, you want to get behind it. And then you pay attention to the next year. And you're just like, Oh my God, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, you know, when they go 500 or slightly below. So I'm not going to need to see a little bit more from Geno Smith. Cause I still felt like it tailed off a little bit there towards the end of last year, but we'll check it off. Uh, so our three real fast is mine's saints, one Cowboys, two Vikings, three most awesome has the Eagles, Eagles one lions, two saints, lions three two. sold that two spot. It's states. Okay, guys, uh, let's jump into the inbox real fast. Um, all right, another Rogers question. What is the best case scenario for the Packers and arrogant Rogers? Oh, my little nickname. Ooh. Um, I've been listening a little bit about this. You think this Jess thing's a done deal? I don't, I don't he I mean, says it is, but it's I somebody brought up a good point. I was listening to another show and it, they're right. Like all the leverage is in Green Bay because the Jets want to yeah. get this guy into camp and if you're upset at Aaron Rodgers and you have a little bit of spite for him, just kind of like dragging your team's name through the mud, like fucking with your coaches and just, you know, pulling another Brett Favre, which is so fucking insane that we're talking about this again with the same team, but right. like this, this quarterback that, that just holds your franchise off season hostage. You can't get back to even a little bit, especially when they announce it. And it's just like, you know what, we're going to fuck with this move a little bit. Like we're going to squeeze everything we can out of the jets by just sitting on this. And, and what a, better fuck you than like shortening the like interactions you know lest there be any tampering it's like all right you can't talk to him you can't give him the jets playbook you can't you know so why don't we hamstring that as much and give him as little time he'll have to prep on his own and i'm sure the information is out there and he probably is but uh i'm gonna just i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna wait as long as possible and like you said squeeze as much out and then the unintended consequences that gives him enough less time for him to like show up into camp like get a sense of who the players are and all this other stuff and and that's all a rhythm thing that's all about like developing rapport and relationship with the wide receivers understanding like the quirks of everything and if we if we know anything about Aaron Rodgers what we've seen over the last few years is he doesn't uh he doesn't bend to or like make himself available to others very easily and doesn't like, Oh, what do you, how do you like the ball? Where do you like it? Oh no, I'm going to fucking throw it where I want it to be. And you just have to be there. Like no one's bending to his will or no one's been, he's not bending to anyone else's will. 
everyone has to bend to him and make sure this is because he's like i'm the standard bearer of excellence this is where it is you you meet my level i don't come to your level and i don't know and with a young jets team that hasn't been there it's gonna be a little bit tough to kind of get everybody like rah rah i know like sauce gardner and a lot of the guys garrett wilson have been like online now there's this like cute thing in the nfl where guys like like posts or like thinly veiled like hey wouldn't it be nice if aaron Rodgers was here you know like it's not tampering but it's yeah. like around the periphery of of tampering um the, these guys don't know what they're asking for it's the traditional like the grass is greener on the other side you don't know what you're getting until that guy gets in the fucking locker room and like what it is on a day-to-day basis the lazard move by the jets the signing was very interesting that's definitely like a, a harbinger for the future on what uh what could be but yeah if i'm if i'm the packers like i have no incentive to move on very quickly and make this like a a smooth transition for you because you fucking for how long have we been talking about aaron rodgers and the breakup between the packers and and the shit that you know that has come out and maybe maybe he's trusted people and stuff's got out you know maybe he's trusted in adam schefter and he fucked him over a few drafts ago when he threw uh you know threw a hissy fit and schefter reported on it maybe that's why uh that's why most recently aaron Rodgers was like hey you know fucking lose my number which i kind of lose my like. number kinda, nice yeah, try i, I yeah. kind of did like yeah. that it was kind of funny but uh but you know so maybe he's just like all right fuck it you know like you you've you've held us hostage every offseason you you haven't been like a an easy player to work with so fuck you i'm going to i'm going to wait as long as i can to make the deal yeah i think best case scenario for the packers is jordan love plays at well i guess i bring up his name again like a garoppolo level yeah a, a car level i guess i mean that best case scenario like slightly better than a mac jones like what are yeah, we I expecting mean, out of love? Uh, yeah, I mean that's the thing is like if you if you could take if, if you could take low. if you could take so fields or love right now if you could take it you would take Justin Fields, yes. right? Uh, Kenny Pickett or Jordan Love? Ooh. I mean, I haven't I've seen way more Pickett than I have Love, right? Yeah. So it's like yeah. Do we go Kenny Pickett even though? Shit. Um, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting, but I mean, I think they would have to count it as a victory to have him around, yeah, that Garoppolo level. I mean, able to, I mean, this team getting this team getting second place in a sneaky, I think, a sneaky tough NFC North. I mean, the Vikings sir. obviously have had the track record, the Lions are one of the a fan favorite right now and definitely on the upswing and then the bears i mean uh trading out of that first pick slot uh they're all in it so we'll have to see maybe maybe kenny pickett might be the the bottom for i mean we've seen him over a couple seasons yeah i mean i don't would you take kenny i mean i take i i i take kenny pickett over mac jones would you really this is just just the last few games where he came in a I'm trying yeah. to. I don't know if yeah, I, I mean, remember just because I, 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 some Kenny Pickett moments in the end of the season there for the Steelers. There was one where God, was it Steelers Colts? I don't, maybe not impressive or Steelers Red. I feel like it was a bigger game, but Kenny Pickett like it wasn't 49ers. But I don't. know. He just he did How much like money a, did you a have game on when the he game? Just let's, let's cut to the chase. 
brother, if I had money on the game, I'd be able to tell you exactly where I was at, <laughs> the date, the time, what I was eating. What I had for dinner. Like, yeah, exactly. Locked in. And then that story would finish with, and I lost. Um, all right. A real quick, does MA have it? This is, oh, this is in from the email or the podcast. I think we should hit this now because it's right on the nose of what we're dealing with here. Wheeling and dealing. All right. The recent Bears Panthers agreed to a trade is the seventh instance, the seventh instance since 1990 of a team moving up for the number one overall pick. And most awesome name, at least three of those seven. Moving up into the number one pick. Yeah. Since 1990. I'll take player. I'll take team. Take either. Gotcha. Um, this is hard. So Maybe, but you like the you like the NFL draft, right? I do like the NFL draft. So, um, so we have the the Eli Manning, you know, not wanting to go to the Chargers. Was that a was that a trade no, after? That, that wasn't. That doesn't no. count because that was a trade. They that was a, they drafted him and traded him. Yeah, whatever yeah, happened. Shit. I don't know. It's not on this list. It's not on that list. Uh, well, we definitely had Goff and the Rams moving up. Goff, yep. So 2016, Rams. the most recent Rams yeah. traded up with Titans and selected QB Jared Goff. Man, um, since 1990, the number one pick. It's been moved on from. I'm trying to think. It's been seven times. Wow, this is this is tougher just to think. Yeah, because it's like it's a good question. You 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 tend to forget how the teams got there. You just remember what they took. The number one. Okay, so yeah, so let me was, let me was, was, yes. was Dan was Dan Wilkinson and the Cincinnati Bengals on that list? Probably not. Um, the Bengals did trade up with the Panthers in 1995. But who did they? They selected a running back. Oh, was it Kijana? Oh, wait, 1995? Was it Kajana Carter? It was Kajana Carter. We're going to give it to yeah. you. We're going to give you a half point there. Half so you point got, there. You got one, one, and one and a half. Uh, so I'm going to give you a hint. I'm going to give you the year and the team, and then you can tell me the player. Okay. Yeah, that works. Was Seattle, um, was Seattle and, like, and Rick Meyer on that list? No. Rick Meyer, I think, no. with third overall. Okay. Yeah. I'm just stuck. Um, okay. Okay. These are for these are for half points now. All these are half points. Okay. 2001's the Falcons traded up with the Chargers and selected who? 2001, the Chargers with the Falcons. Would would the, this have been? Falcons traded up. So the Falcons the traded. Well, this basketball. would have been this would have been Mike Vick then. 2001, Mike, right? Mike Vick is correct. Right. Yep. And, and interestingly enough, then the Chargers used, I think it was this that second round pick that they got out of it to get Drew Brees out of that. Mm. Mm -hmm. Drew Brees? Oh, did Drew Brees? No. Did Drew Brees start with the Chargers? Oh, yeah, because Drew Brees yeah, started with the Chargers. Yeah, pew, pew, pew. yeah. yeah we forget, right? Yep, you're right. Yeah. Um, 1997, the Rams traded into the one slot. They traded up with the Jets. Oh, this was 1997? 1997. 1997. Ooh, this is tough. Offensive line. Oh, would this have been Orlando Pace? Orlando Pace, baby! Yeah. I'm giving you a quarter that. quarter point there. Quarter okay, point. thank you. Quarter Close, point. you're welcome. So um, I'm, at, I'm at two and a quarter right now. 
Two and a quarter, buddy. All right. Um, 19. So you got Kajana Carter, 1991. Cowboys traded up with the Patriots in 91. Ooh, Cowboys traded with the Patriots, 1991. Russell, Maryland, University of Miami. Russell, Maryland. Yes. Defensive tackle. Well done. Yeah. 0.5. Oh, you were close. The over under was set by our listener at three. You were at 2.75 with half point <laughs> on the line. Going a, real, a real statistical what? assistance here, right here. Yeah. A uh, line 1990. The Colts traded up with the Falcons in 1990. Was this also defensive line too? This was not. It's not. Okay. Colts 1990. Oh, Colts traded up 1990. Would this have been Jeff George? Jeff George, buddy. You did. I'm giving yeah. you 0.3 for that last one <laughs> to set you over the top. 3.05. 3.05. Got nice. the over. I love it. Most awesome has it. Um, all right, guys, you have an email for us. Shoot us at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. Neapolitan Showdown. Bring us to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me and we just disagree. All right, buddy, I'm here. I asked for a little assistance. Andrea might have jumped on the pod, but she shot us one. I love this one. Love it a lot. Yes. Top three things still on your bucket list. Mm. Interesting. Yes. She this is a good one. This is a tough one because it's like, you know, bucket lists, like things we want to do before we die, right? That's the, that's the. Yeah. Yeah. That's the idea. That's the, that's the flavor of it. Uh, I'll go with like my three right here. Yeah. Cause this is still like, cause you got to take a look in the mirror. I mean, I think there's some things that you're like, uh, I'm sure with the family also, like your goals kind of turn, like maybe you're traveling, obviously traveling plans turn different where it's just like, you know, going and backpacking in the Himalayas by yourself gets replaced with just like, it'd be cool to go to the grand Canyon, you know, and like go there as like kind of a family ticket. So to be, I'd like to hear how yours have shifted or how they kind of, if there's any kind of from, you know, your childhood days that you kind of still hold on to that you're just like, I'd really like to get this done in my three spot. And I put it at three just because uh, still working towards and feel like it's on pace. Uh, I want to make it to all 32 NFL stadiums. So that's still that. active. Yeah. I, I love this just because it's a fun goal. You're big NFL guy. Like it's a fun thing. What's the count at now? Do you know where you're at? Do you remember where you're at? Uh, I got to count the hammer. I think it's 12. 12. You got yeah. 12 in under your belt. Yeah. 12 under my belt. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And um, yeah. And that's a good, and it's a fun thing. Like it's a very attainable goal. You can knock off, you know, like one or two a year and not like go, go nuts. Mine is in that very same vein. I, I wrote it down. Cause I was like, you know what, this is something and I can't, I think. Cause what, what sprung it loose for me is when you said when you were a kid, and I think yeah. it's shifted, but it's in the same vein. So I'll I'll give both. I think when I was a kid, I really wanted to attend, and it's perfect timing, a Final Four. Like I wanted to go the the semi games and the final games. I went to yeah. You went to the um, Michigan. You went when it was close to you, right? You saw Michigan yeah, play exactly. two went down years to ago. Indy and, yeah, and, and 
COVID made that really easy because then I was able to buy like super inexpensive tickets. This is dude, wasn't COVID the shit? (laughs) 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 And then, uh, and then so, but I think now that's shifted to is just like ideally in a perfect world, it's like a, a Super Bowl with my team in it. But I think just going to a Super Bowl would be pretty fucking sick. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to be a crazy expensive mm-hmm. thing. It's always been kind of in the the background of my mind. What a like fun thing to do. And it's more of like the, I think Super Bowl might be the harder tickets to get, but still like with enough money in the aftermarket world, like you can get a fucking ticket if you really want it to. Yeah. 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 Anything's possible with the right price. Yeah. I mean, I think you just, it's almost like a, like a badge of validity, just like having a fan argue. And it's just like, oh, like, you know, I was at, this so-and-so Super Bowl. Like, no matter what happened to it, right. it's just like, I've attended a Super Bowl, which is means it's just like, oh, shit. It's yeah. just kind of, it's a nice compliment to just like, hey, like, I'm a big NFL fan. Like, I proved yeah. it because I spent like $4,000 to sit in this nosebleed on two teams that I really didn't give a shit about. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um. Okay, my number two spot is, so I've kind of used these interchangeably, which I know isn't the idea of it, but they're kind of both located around me now. Like, here I'm in France, but I've, I either wanted to go to like a really lush green countryside of like Scotland or Ireland and hang out at like the local pubs, but stay there for like three weeks just by myself. Like, and it might tie into like my number one a little bit also, but just to kind of get off the grid a little bit, but not just get off. Like, I feel like over here I'm off the grid, but get off the grid from knowing anybody. Like, I kind of like, you know, it's funny you watch the, uh, the Banshees of Interchange or whatever. And it's just like that feeling of just kind of like being in a little village by yourself just kind of like how do you pass the time are you reading books and just to kind of get that flavor of a different pace of life than we're all just to kind of keep yourself balanced you want the full immersive experience right yeah i'm gonna go in there like disconnect and be like i'm a a foreigner in a in a in a foreign land yeah yeah like by you know i'd love by you know week three they're just like brand like it's just the brand is here hey brand like that like not the full cheers experience but just kind of like chit-chatting and just kind of really like being being amongst my people. I love it. I love it. I love it all roots down to like your core values of a dark, yep. quiet yep. bar. 1000%. Yep. Just being yep. a regular in a quiet pub with no live music. <laughs> like what's up? <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so I'll go. My number two is I was thinking of like, because when you, when you spark that, it's not really a bucket list, but like, staying in shape, staying healthy. And like, I always have thought mm. like, would be very cool to uh, like, what, what, like what bucket list item kind of is the culmination of that. I really would like to challenge myself to run a marathon. I know we have a couple friends that have done it. Like what bigger thing? Like it's totally possible. I could do it with enough foresight. I could figure out to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if the desire is there. Like that's the thing I struggle with bucket list stuff because I always feel like the stuff that I want to do, I end up doing the bucket list is like, I'm nice. less of like a goal list. You know what I mean? And and maybe I should like, if I really want, like how bad do I really want to run a marathon? Probably not very badly, but it would be, it sure would be cool to be like, yeah, I ran, ran a marathon. And to your point earlier, like the kids, like I would love to like, well, oh, my dad ran a marathon. Like that would be yeah, probably more cool go. than me getting to say it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That is kind of uh yeah, but some of the ties in there where like looking for that extra fire in your ass, like just yeah. imagine your kids like being proud of it or like 
brag and tell like all their friends at school or whatever, like saying it is just be like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be super dope. Like they want to like yeah. wear your medal, like that you completed a marathon, like one, like wear it around the house and stuff. Yeah, that's exactly. Fucking flame on the fire. I get plus, it, bro. Plus, Use plus it. we get to carbo load with pasta the night before. <laughs> it's sick, bro. It's just like, why are you running a marathon? I was just like, man, I fucking just love penne pasta. I'm just trying to get my hands on that sweet dish. Uh, my number one spot, I'm working on this now, but it's one of those, just because I don't have the experience, I don't think it's ever really done until it becomes done. Uh, it's a different version of a craft that I definitely have experienced in, but I want to write a novel. I want to finish my novel. I just always like the idea, like, I like writing. I like the barrier to entry. I like how it's difficult. I like the different genre, like, uh, start out writing plays, wrote screenplays, but like writing this novel has been like, just difficult a level of discipline and all that kind of tying into like it is fun but it's just like you know it just takes a level of concentration that is you know challenging and staying with it and it just feels like to get to that finish line and have it done and print it out and bound would be a pretty fucking awesome feeling and I, to me that's what kind of a bucket list is like you almost work backwards and you you look at these events or experiences that you would just be like my mind would be blown for this to happen like how do i back into that so that is my that's my top spot uh, I love that because, um, you know, um, the it's a good goal. It's tangible. It's going to take some time for you to get there. You know what I mean? Like all yeah. the, all the right things are there. It has the same like badge of honor that you that you talk that I was talking about earlier. But it's like you know, your goal is like not just to write it to but to have it published, right? Yeah, yeah, let's go all, yeah, if we're doing it, might as well set it there and go all in. But yeah, I think that's a good point. So like your marathon, you know, like it's one of those goals that you can't just like buy your way into or just like take one. It's just kind of like, it's the consistency that gets you to it, which is, you know, makes the payoff all the more better. Um, perfect. All the better. So, um, so uh, my number one, you actually touched on it. Um, so when I was when I was a little kid, I used to introduce myself and always tell people that I was Irish, right? You know, I'm Paul, and my yeah. you know, I'm Irish. I love and I loved it. My grandfather was huge into like the our Irish heritage, and so going to Ireland, but taking the kids like, but doing it right, like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna take two weeks, like maybe during the summer, and hit all the hits. Do kiss the Blarney Stone. Do that whole thing. Although I will say I did have in college, I had a, uh, an Irish exchange student that stayed in our, in our dorms, this woman named, uh, I think it was Marin or Marin. Yeah. Great. She's awesome. I love talking to her. And she did tell me that like, and I don't know if this is possible, but this is what she told me and it crushed my spirit. She said like all the Irish teens would go and like piss on the Blarney stone because they knew mm. all the like tourists would go there and try and kiss on it. And I just yeah. had this like sense of my grandfather, like so proud. He's got a picture <laughs> of it and just, oh, you put your lips on that dirty piss stone, fucking grandpa. Damn it. But I, I'll still do it anyway. I mean, yeah. Yeah. There's 1000% chance that that story's true. I thought you were going to say like something like just walking around the t shirt that says, I'm the Blarney Stone. You're just like, what's up? Like, <laughs> 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 That's so perfect. Just go full, like, oh, just man. American tourist. <laughs> College yeah. Irish. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Oh I love my it. God. Um, but yeah, so going to Ireland, Australia might have also been on there. That's a fucking tough yeah. hang of a trip to get out there. But 
Um, but yeah, Ireland seems like doable. I love it. it it's rooted. Uh, um, you know, we have a little Irish blessing right outside of our, our uh, you know, exit door into our garage, like when we come in and out. So we're, we're definitely rooted in that. So give me Ireland. Top, top answer. I like it, buddy. Uh, yeah, to your Australia, I had Japan on mine. Like, I, I think I'm doing a plan on doing Japan like next year, but it's just, it always, the people I talk to, like, you've, that's not a spot just like with the language of what's going on. Like, you just can't, I just can't drop in there, <laughs> you know, just right. like show up to Japan being like, what's up? Where's the sites at? Uh, yeah, so Japan's takes a, a good bit one. More planning. We Dawes has been go. to Japan a few times too. He he loves it. He, he thinks it's oh, great. Man, check that out. Where is We Dawes? Where's he at these days? See, he, LA or New he's York? in LA. He's in LA. He's doing. He's doing God's work in LA. Just camera operating, shooting shit with his camera, knocking it out of the park. Um, yeah. All right, brother, you got the bigger lifts. So the bigger mountain okay. in front of you, and I want you to feel inspired. So I'm going to give you the victory, bro. Let's check Thanks, in, brother. Hey, we'll check. We'll check in on this. I'm going to set an alarm for one year from now. How many marathons I've run between now? And then? Yeah, set Six. the over under. Ultra marathon, hundred hundred miles, going nuts. I'm going to set the over under on that at. 0.5, 0.25. It's <laughs> a lot of miles, bro. I love you. Yeah, That's yeah. a lot of miles. Thanks, man. Um, all right, guys. Um, MVPs of the week. Thanks for listening to episode 258. Guys, we're coming up on our five-year anniversary. That's what we've been doing. We just this figured it out. Half a decade. We did the math here in real time. You know, some of the best spot year is when we do yeah. the math just right in front of your eardrums. Um, so we're pretty excited about that. So anything you want us to cover or any... Shoot us a great memory, guys. You can email that because we don't. We've been doing this so long. We don't remember all the shit. So if you were like, "This is hilarious," we love reading things about when we were funny. I could do yep. it all the live long day, and we will do that <laughs> when we were fun, funny. I like that. <laughs> the emphasis on when the past tense. When those old. We are no longer funny. This is not a funny podcast any longer. Went went out long ago. The ship has sailed. Uh, my MVP of the week. I'm doing um, Fairley Dickinson uh, crew FDU. Uh, knocking off a one seed only second time it's happened. God, that's just it's it's no small feat. I can't imagine these locker rooms. You have to be a special kind of team to come as a 16 seed. Hear your coach talk you up, and I think they had a quote of the coach before, and, and it's, it's a great quote. He's just like, and he, you can tell he was genuine. He was just like, you know, the more like I see this this Purdue team, the more I think we can take them. Uh, yeah. It just takes. I think if you're just psychologically not on board of winning, you you can't pull that shit off. And just to go in there with that mindset and pull it off, uh, got to give it, got to give it to a 16, knocking off one. Congratulations. They just lost their coach, right? He went to Iona, which seems to be kind of the, uh, the way it happens. Oh, he did? Tobin Anderson's going to Iona? Uh, I think so. Let me see if that was yeah. him. Or... I mean, it makes it makes sense because, you know, it's, you know, Rick Bet- Yeah, he, he's replacing Rick Bet- Bet- Yep, yeah. he's replacing Rick Bettino. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, it's the it is the world. I mean, uh, uh, Shanine Holloway, the St. Peter's run, the great run. He immediately goes to Seton Hall. Um, I don't know if the coach from UM because I don't know who that was. I wonder if he got a game oh yeah UMBC yeah yeah. So we'll see. We'll double check. Oh, uh, that'll be a question for next pod. We don't have yeah, enough time, fair. audience. We don't. Mm-hmm. Um, my MVP. I'm holding it right here. One little T-Boss sent me a, a nice little gift here, a engraved pen. Knows that I like to to write things in my in my little Mab journal here. So uh, it, was, it was nice, thoughtful gift. Little engraved, little little pen there. I love it. It's nice. It's been using it and writing my notes here all the live long day. Thank you, T-Boss. Uh, appreciate it. What a nice gift, bro. Um. All right, guys, send your emails and your pens. 
Episode 259. Get us ready. I'm Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Audience, uh, just a little insight. Brandana's book is called Potty Dick. The first line, call me Ishmab. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion.